This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Flunkies and junkies, it is Sunday, and that means it's time for the PTB Weekend Special. I am your co-host, Scott Criscolo. Joining me as always, the doctor, Dr. G, George Rebs Zalinzo. George Rebzowin. Thank God I don't have to fucking say that anymore. We can go back to to normal named pay-per-views like fucking regular human beings. Anyway, uh, Salon is in the rearview mirror. Um, this week's power was three of the matches, so we won't really get into it because we're kind of getting into it now. So we'll get into the, uh, the show, which was relatively predictable. Um, not a bad show, actually. It's some good matches. It was unique. And, uh, one, uh, moment on the show has drawn some controversy and rightfully so. So anyway, um, there was, let's see. 15 matches. 15 matches. Uh, it seemed like it, I felt like the show kind of went fairly quickly, which is not usual for Billy. Um, he didn't book this like an AEW show where every match was like 28 minutes. Sometimes I feel like it is, but this one was not. Um, there were four pre-show matches. Um, they started... Uh, oh, your thoughts on this, Doctor. They're starting to... Expose us to this Exodus Pro, this NW. This is this new promote, this new territory that they that they kind of run now. NWA Exodus Pro, and they had a heavyweight championship tournament qualifying match. Brandon Day with his manager Towel Boy Tommy <laughs> defeated Ma- Man Bun Jesus. <laughs> My hair's not long enough to have a man bun, so with the Grizzly Groovies were these two weirdos, it was very strange, by pinfall. So Brandon Day won the qualifying match for the NWA Exodus Pro Heavyweight Championship Tournament. It should have been a death match, but anyway. We need some more of those. We need some more glass. We do. You know, glass on the, like Ian and Axel Rotten, you know, glass, the glass matches like uh, in Bloodsport. We need more of that. Jordan Clearwater and the Country Gentleman defeated the Outrunners and Zion in a six-man tag. We have a new number one contender for the world women's title and we were both correct dr g it is samantha star daughter of bibidal yeah so samantha star is your new number one contender for the world women's title we did have one title change one title change on the pre-show the immortals and this is this makes sense because this tag team's awesome odinson and kratos or kratos defeated daisy kill and talos so they are the new United States Tag Team Champions. Makes sense. Better team, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so those are the pre-show matches. What are your thoughts on this expe- this uh, extension of, like, this NWA Exodus Pro? In, well, the, in, the, in, the, in theory, but let me finish this. Let me say this thought before you answer. In theory, it's good. But is this promotion, like, good enough to really bring exposure, you think? I don't know. When you're ma- well, when you're managed well, by Towel Boy Tommy, I don't know. I mean, I think I, he's looking 
as more uh, almost like an NXT type of thing because they don't really have a place to get young talent except for, you know, from the Indies. So technically this is kind of like an indie promotion that now will join on in the NWA. I don't think you're going to see them on a lot. I think it's going to be more NWA talent maybe going to their shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get it like like on these pay-per-views, pre-shows, stuff like that. Maybe an occasional power match uh, to expose them. Because eventually, if they do add more territories, how many guys could you keep putting on, you know, guys and, and, and women on on each show? Right. So, um, I mean, you know what? I don't want to poo-poo it yet. Let's see how it goes. You know, I think... They need to develop some talent, so you got to start somewhere. Right. Uh, it's going to be more – I think it's going to be – I think they're looking at it as more of an advantage um, to the territory because as the NWA starts becoming a little bit more popular, okay, you're going to have the NWA champion on your card. Um, you're going to have you know some of the other uh, uh, singles championships or tag team championships on your card. So it's it's – you know, and I think it's a win for NWA because you could develop some young talent. Mm. And I, I like agree. I like that Billy's also being very loyal to the people who've been there from the beginning, like a Samantha Star, like a Mims. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, he did make one big mistake on this night, though, and we'll get to that at the end. Well, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's a mistake. I, I chuckled at it because I thought it was funny, but now looking back, if the story is true... Um, then it's pretty stupid, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, now, here are the matches on the proper show. Uh, the Devil's Last Dance Ultimate Hardcore War. Um, Magic Inc. <laughs> I love these names. Stupid. Alex Misery, Judas, and Max the Impaler, our women's television champion, defeated Gags the Gimp, Sal the Pal, Koa Laxamana, and Magna Muscle, Draper and Mims. Mims, our television champion. Uh, by pinfall. Um, Mims was not pinned. He was thrown over the top rope, which is fine. Um, so now Sal and Gags will be forever indentured to Father James Mitchell, which I think makes no fucking sense whatsoever, but whatever. Um, it was fine. I mean, it, it was as hardcore as it was going to be. 14-14, your match time. It was okay. Yeah. I had some decent moments. Um, um, so... It was fine. It was fine. They really love Max the Impaler, though. They do. Max, uh, Max, Max uh, eliminated the last three members of that team. So Max is going to um, has a future. Max will eventually be women's champion, probably somewhere down the line. I think so. I don't think she'll be. I don't think Max will be as dominant as Camille, but we'll see. Um, in the loser leaves NWA match, we uh, got this one right. I think Rush Freeman defeated Brady Pierce by pinfall. So the brothers are together. Rolando was the special guest ref. Match is only five fifty nine. Was anything right home about? It was decent. Nothing ridiculous, but um, but the brothers stay together. In a pillar-to-post NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship, Colby Carino successfully defended his title against Joe Alonzo. I thought this match was kind of criminally short. It was only 9.31. I thought it was really good, but I felt like it could have used another five minutes to get that last gear. I did feel it was a little short for that. That was a match I would have preferred 
be a little long. And I skip, agree. And skip some, some of the maybe the crap in between, you know. Yeah, it had some good spots, but I yeah, I, I felt like that. Yeah, I wanted a little bit more of that. Felt a little slighted there, but I thought they did. Okay. But it was a good match. I just wish I just wish they had maybe five more minutes to hit the next gear. I think nine thirty one is kind of criminally short for a, for uh, for for Colby Carino to really get any gear. So, but it was a good match. Joe Alonzo was good. So then there was the rock and roll tag team match. Match. <laughs> uh, this was this is this was ridiculous. I actually like this. This wasn't bad. This wasn't this wasn't the egregious thing. It was hilarious. But so the Southern Six, our boys, Kerry Morton and Alex Taylor. And the Headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher, returned in a rock and roll tag team match. So here's the step. You ready for this? If your partner kicks out of a pinfall, you do a shot. <laughs> who's, booking this, who's booking this promotion? Me? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so both teams got pretty fucked up. But, of course, the Southern Six won. And then there was an awesome promo where I think Kerry Morton was shit-faced. Which I thought was pretty, which I thought was pretty great. What, you're um, hot? You're hot. hot. And when you're not, and then they almost threw up. That's pretty great. I like that. So that was a fun little match. Southern Six are awesome. They're our guys. We love them. Um, Kerry Morton definitely, I think, is being treated like somebody, Doctor, who uh, who could make the next level. Yes. I I do feel like, and he, I think he signed, from what I read, online, I think he signed like a long-term contract with them. So... I think he's going to be around for the foreseeable future. Uh, I'd love to see him put 20, 30 pounds and put some muscle on. And I think he would be, uh, um, I think he could be a future world champion for the NWA. Yep. I, I totally concur. I agree. Um, uh, next up, the submission match. Jack Stain did defeat Blake Bulletproof Troop. By submission in 703. I thought this match was perfectly fine length. It didn't, you know, it hit the beats, didn't offend anybody. It's perfectly fine match between two, uh, you know, two. Jack Stain as babyface might be might be interesting. I don't know how interesting, but it could be interesting. Uh, Pretty Empowered successfully uh, defended their women's tag team titles. Ella Envy and Kylie Page, Kenzie's sister. They defeated Taylor Rising and Natalia Markova. Which is fine because I think Natalia Markova is better suited as a singles wrestler. Anyway, I agree. Um, uh, I could I could see her going to Impact even before she wins the women's title. I think she's one that uh, that TNA I should say we should start getting used to calling it TNA uh, could add to their roster if if some people start leaving because once we get into 2024, I know that they'll be TNA and they'll have more eyes on them, but. I could see the Deanna Perrazzo's and the Trinities and the Jordan. They're the three big ones to me. Trinity, Deanna Perrazzo, and Jordan Grace. They're the three that at some point in 2024 could go to one of the two big, two big, you know, WWE or, or AEW. So they're, uh, TNA is going to need to kind of replenish the knockouts. And I could see an Natalia Markova. I mean, Kylan King's already there. Um, I could definitely see like a, like Camille. Camille? My prediction is I don't I don't want to well we'll get to it in a minute but I, I I feel like she's not one who who's long for the NWA I can't see when we talk at this time next year November of 2025 uh, November of 2024 I do not see my personal opinion I do not see um, 
uh, Camille in the NWA. I see her either an impact or one of the big two, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, it just depends if if Latimer stays and they're like kind of a package deal and they like working together. I, it just depends, but um, I would not be surprised if Camille. I mean, we we predicted that for Thunder Rosa and she wasn't. I don't know what whatever happened to her. Well, uh, Chelsea Green. I mean, Chelsea Green. Uh, clearly, Chelsea Green and and Cardona are not a package deal because Chelsea Green's making a killing in at WWE and goddamn, she's fucking hot. I'm just saying, and, and uh, um. And Cardona's still floating around the indies. I don't know if that's by design or if WWE just doesn't want him. I don't know. So who knows? I, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming he would like to make money like how, I mean, look at, look at LA Knight. I mean, <laughs> I mean, think about the guy. Just think about some of the people that have been in the NWA that where they're at right now. I know, right? Crazy. Think about um, Ricky Starks. And, you know, I think he was one of the first ones to go. And then. Think of, you know, L.A. Night. Uh, what is it? What I see online is four months in a row, top seller of merchandise and for the uh, uh, WWE. I mean, he was in the NWA. I mean, it's it's crazy when you think about this. You know, and. Listen, uh, yesterday, if you're listening to this on Sunday, yesterday, he. Uh, he wrestled. Uh, Roman Reigns. He was in the main event. I know. Isn't is is just think of just think about how crazy all this is. He never so, got an NWA title shot, which he probably should have. And then in a match that just was over twenty minutes, um, Roman Reigns retained uh, the Universal title. And right now we don't know when he's wrestling again. We're going to talk about that this coming Friday on a new episode of uh, Main Event. Because um, a lot of people are starting to give Roman Roman some shit because. Um, uh, he's starting to get the Brock Lesnar thing going where he's wrestling like every, you know, three months or whatever. So, yeah, because I was saying, I guess if he wrestles till September of 24, he'll he'll surpass Hulk Hogan as the longest reign, uh, you know, as a uh, his reign as WWE. Oh, in terms of in terms of days. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's over a thousand. He's like, almost, I think he passed. Jesus. Did he did he pass? Uh, did he pass? Uh. Well, we'll check that out in a minute. Let's finish up Sal, and then I'm going to check that stat. Um, so look at that, huh? Ellie Knight, he's now and Nick Aldis went from being on the outs to you know possibly starting a feud with Odinson, and now he's the general manager of SmackDown. Maybe, maybe Billy, uh, you know, no. Anyway, well, um, listen, it it, <laughs> it proves that the NWA, you know, that people somebody's looking at it. So yeah, to, to, to scope some talent out. So. I think I think Triple H is looking at it. To be honest. I think Triple H is looking at it. Oops. Yep. Uh, through Billy Silas, kept uh, the Southern Six undefeated as he successfully defended the national heavyweight title against Chris Adonis. Decent match. Again, another another sprint. Only 657. A lot of sprint matches on this show. Um, the One of the longer matches of the night, the Brothers of Funstruction, dipshit and fuckstick, and with Violent J, defeated La Rebellion and Vampiro in a... Riddle box six man tag. It was about twelve minutes. Riddle box. It was boxes with weapons in them. Um, seems like La Rebellion is starting to give back after having the two exceptionally long reigns as world tag team champions. Now they're starting to look at the lights a little bit more. Yes, they um, are. I'm not a fan of this whole violent J fucking clown fuckstick shit. Yeah, I see, well, when they I see he's garbage. 
That's legitimately garbage wrestling, and I have gonna, no no respect for it. It's crap. I'm gonna get you uh, when they when they come out with shirts. Yeah. They wrestle in a cave. Okay, that's where their shows are in Illinois. They wrestle in a fucking cave in the middle of the woods. It's ridiculous. Anyway, they do. Well, when you get all, I think I'm fucking with you. It's the truth. They wrestle in a fucking cave like a bunch of morons. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Kenzie Page, you were gonna have her drop after that epic ending of the of the uh, one time champion Camille. You weren't gonna have her drop the belt. To Ruthie J, as much as I love Ruthie J. Solid match. Again, a quickie. Only 727. I was expecting that to be a little longer. Uh, but Kenzie Page successfully defended the women's title with some cheating. In a Knights of the Roundtable tables match, Aaron Stevens was banned from the arena. But in 1435, Blunt Force Trauma successfully defended the world tag titles um, against Knox uh, and Murdoch. So, Blood Force Trauma, Carnage and Damage, which is, of course, uh, Red Dog there, and, um, uh, and, uh, Marche Rocket. So, Marche Rocket and, uh, Rodney Mack, still World Tag Team Champions. And in the main event, and there was a lot of costumes on this night, in 15-16, longest match of the night, and it was good, in a no-limits match for the World's Heavyweight Championship, EC3 successfully defended against Tom Latimer. Latimer, incidentally, this was awesome. Latimer and Camille dressed like Savage and Elizabeth from WrestleMania 4. Exact outfit. Sav uh, Latimer had the orange tights and the gold boots like Savage wore that night. And Camille had on that, the one, you know, that white dress with the long white gloves and everything. Yep. She looked exactly like Elizabeth at WrestleMania 4. So that was pretty awesome. And, you know, and Tom Latimer's got a, kind of the same build as as Savage did. Uh -huh. So, so, ooh, yeah. Oh, sorry. That's your, that's your game. Um, uh, so EC3 retained the title. So again, I, I don't think we expected many title changes. Billy's not like that. These belts only changed hands back in August. So the only one that did was the Immortals, Odinson and Kratos, as uh, Aaron Stevens would say, are your new uh, U.S. tag team champions. Everybody else kept their belts. We now look ahead to uh, the next pay-per-view, which unofficially, I don't think it was announced. I'm trying to remember. Was it announced on the show? I don't think it was. I don't think so. I don't remember. But uh, the next the next pay-per-view is probably uh, Hard Times 4, because that's usually the next pay-per-view. I feel like this is what they do. This is like NWA's new thing. You have, you have at the beginning of the, well, in a calendar year, you have a theme show, then the Crockett Cup, then a theme show, then, NW, then NWA anniversary, whatever it is. Next year, it'll be NWA 76. Then a theme show, and then, ha, oh, Tams. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to do this every year. I have a feeling they're going to do that, which is fine. Cleveland seemed like, it seemed like a pretty decent crowd, and a not decent little, little, you know, Masonic building. <laughs> I still think, I still think doing a, a match involving Knights in a Mason, in a Mason temple, in a Mason building is pretty funny, but I still think so regardless. So, um, the thing that happened at the show that, uh, probably might cause a problem, even though technically, even though technically, um, the announcement has not been made. 
FIFO Select is recording is reporting. So there, according to Nick Hausman at House of Wrestling, House of Wrestling, there was a spot at NWA Sam Hain, at NWA uh, could have a negative impact on NWA's TV deal with CW. So there was a segment in between matches. There was a shot in the back of Father James Mitchell, who was in charge of the, who was kind of the host of the show. Gags the Gimp, uh, I think Max, the Impaler, and a bunch of other people drinking Jack Daniels, which is perfectly fine. But apparently they were doing bumps of Coke. Like they showed, like white powder on the fucking table. At first I'm like, that's fucking ridiculously hilarious. Then I thought about it and I'm like, um, you know, liquor's one thing. Shots of whiskey, that's one thing. This might have been a little over the top. Yeah, uh, this is like this is like this is like worse than attitude error stuff. I mean, yeah. Uh, Hausman reported that the recent cocaine spot upset the higher ups at CW. We were also told that the cocaine spot was Corgan's idea, and he pushed for it to be on the pay per view. What, what? But why? You know, well, Hausman like, previously like, reported. Reason, I, I would get it. But what well, let me, here, let me. Fin- well, I'm not done yet. Hausman previously reported. That NWA signed two TV deals with CW, one for Pet Weir and the other for some reality series. Mm-hmm. It's not been reported that there is an active push by those higher up at the CW to have the NWA's content air solely on their app and not on the air. Not on their actual TV airwaves. It's also noted that Billy was told that the network was only concerned about what was happening on TV and would not be concerned with what happened on pay-per-view. After the CW was tagged in comments regarding the spot, there is now a 90% chance that the NWA reality show and power will air on the app and not on TV. The report also stated that the reality show is being paid for by Corrigan and will feature his recent wedding. Uh, No TV deal was officially set yet. So if that's true, then Billy really, really fucked up. Yes. Now, he's saying that technically the CW didn't care about pay-per-view. And that's fine. And I agree with that. But I think that I feel like that's more of a case of like, you know, maybe the hardcore matches or maybe the level of violence or whatever. If it's going to be controversial, why would you even risk? But it's not. I just realized maybe it's not even that funny. My take is I think Father, I think James Mitchell put this in Billy's ear, to be honest. And this brings up two things. Well, again, Billy's the boss and he made the decision. So I agree. But, but I think James Mitchell, it was James Mitchell's idea. Well, it's just like Vince or Tony Khan or anything else. I'm not saying that I'm just saying who originated the idea. I'm not saying that, that, that ownership, you know, the bosses are not to blame, but this brings up two interesting scenarios, two interesting thoughts. Number one, Billy, is still very inexperienced in the ways of running a wrestling promotion because no one else would have done anything this fucking stupid. Tony Khan might have. And listen, Vince did a storyline where Triple H dressed as Kane fucked a corpse. So (laughs) every promotion's had their share of stupidity. Before you start telling me that I'm a fanboy, we had a storyline where Triple H dressed as Kane fucked a corpse. So, 
Every promotion's done I something mean, fucking dumb. Yeah, really can't make this shit up. <laughs> no, you can't. Do we all remember Katie Vick? I'm coming up to that one of my chrono watches. Um, I, don't, I don't think anybody will forget that. <laughs> no, no. And not for good reason. And number two, this proves that a lot of people in the wrestling business that made their bones in the 90s and 2000s are kind of out of touch with current wrestling. Because if I was booking now in 2023, doing a spot where there's bumps of coke would have been pretty fucking dumb. But even in the Attitude Era, I think that would have been fucking stupid. Drinking is one thing. Doing a match where you have to pound shots, that's funny. But openly doing bumps of an illegal drug (laughs) in front of people? Probably a little much. Yeah. Now, if Billy, if it turns out that that the CW now only wants this stuff on their app, I would back out of the deal. Because now you're fucked. You needed television exposure. Just being on yet another streaming app is not what he needed. Hmm. So if that's the case, I would walk away from the deal. Um, because now, it, now it's pointless. You're not going to get the exposure you want, and they're probably not. He's probably not going to get the revenue he wanted. So, Billy, who does all these inner, and I like listen. I like Billy, and I love the NWA. I do, regardless of what a lot of people think, and how some of our closer friends have given up on watching it because they care about Nick Gage eating tubes. Um, I think that Billy needs to kind of understand that he needs to grow up a little bit and act more like a promoter. Cause that was a dumb, uh, that was a dumb move. I, I, you know what I expect, you know, we may not agree with some of his booking decisions from the time to time or whatever, but I am a little surprised that he do something that's that stupid. I, 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 and if it costs him a broadcast situation with his programming, then he, then he deserves to be laughed. I was really excited. I really was. I, I mean, I, I thought this was going to be great. Like, you know, we, 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 we stuck with this promotion from the beginning and if it winds up really doing well, we'll be like, you know, we were there from the beginning, you know, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe, maybe we'll get lucky and they'll figure something out and, you know, what people, some of these promoters don't understand. You need us. Fans, podcasters, you know, people that that watch wrestling, you need us. And if we decide that that you're fucking stupid and your crap is crap and we don't want to watch anymore, you're fucked. And I really like Billy. I do. But you haven't really endeared yourself to a lot of people in your last few last few interviews. You're kind of coming off as a douchebag. And then you make a dumb booking decision like this that may cost you a mega, not mega, but a big TV deal that was really the next step that you've been busting chops for a couple of years to work hard to get. And I know you try to, you know, all these promoters think that we're all just fucking cattle, but we're not. And all we have to do is close our wallets and you're in deep shit. Why is that so hard for anybody to understand? 
deep shit. So I, I think that I think that um, Billy um, may have to. Be, hopefully, he weathers this storm. Talks to the higher ups at CW. Maybe apologizes. Eat a little humble pie there, Billy, and maybe everything will be okay. I hope so because I was really getting excited. I think I think I think also that that Billy will tell them. Listen, it was just a one time thing. This pay per view is a little weird. It's a little different, but normally we don't act this way. You know, I hope the CW Muckety Mucks watched NWA 75 because that was pretty good. So, um, so that's the uh, that's what happened at Saun. Uh Again, this past Tuesday's Pewer was just uh uh, a few matches from the show, so we're not going to really get into it per se. Feel free to watch the matches yourself. The uh, pay per view is, I think, twenty five on Fight TV, which isn't bad. It's not solid. That's not a bad price for a show. Um, and of course, as mentioned, the likelihood is if we keep doing things the way they are, the next pay per view will be uh, Hot Times for either in December or in uh, early January. Then after that, I think they will do the. Uh, Probably the Crockett Cup, unless they do a show in between. We'll have to wait and see. Um, this past week's episode of Impact was pretty good. They were in the UK, and it was solid. Crowd was hot. Uh, Friday night on Impact Plus, they dropped the Turning Point show from, I think it was from Newcastle. That was taped last, I think it was last Friday night, a week ago Friday, the 24th. Um, I think it was in Newcastle. And they did a few other shows there. Uh, Impact slash TNA Doctor has always been very successful in um, in the UK. So they probably made good money and had good crowds. They had four shows there. So they had an Impact, well, I, a pay-per-view, I you, and then two other shows. Two house the UK shows. loves their American wrestling. And, you know, we take it so for granted here. But, you know, they love it when they come over there and, and you know, you see what happened with AEW and um, now with Impact, when WWE goes over there, I think even if the NWA eventually went over there, they'd probably get some decent crowds, you know? Right. I mean, I think they really love their wrestling over there. Not that we don't love it here. It's just, you know, we just take it for granted because we could, you know, we don't the. You know, they'd have to fly over here six hours to go see it. We we, we could, you know, yep. sometimes in our backyard, depending. Um, I mean, we had an international show yesterday. I won't, We won't spoil it. I know I mentioned that Roman Reigns beat LA Knight, but did you really think he was going to lose? I mean, seriously, that's not really a spoiler. But I won't spoil the rest of the show. But, of course, Crown Jewel was yesterday in Saudi Arabia. Oh, that's it. You're going to get somebody. You're going to get hate mail now. Yeah, I'm going to get hate mail because you actually thought that LA Knight was going to Roman Reigns' streak was going to, you know, epic title reign was going to end in Saudi Arabia on a fucking throwaway pay-per-view on a Saturday in November. If you really think that, you're a moron. Feel free to stop listening if you feel offended by that. Because if you really, really think that LA Knight was going to win the title and break and beat Roman Reigns and end the big run on on a show in Saudi Arabia, I mean, seriously, come on. I, I trust all of you are smarter than most that listen to us. We're very bougie. We're bougie. 
or Pucci. But no, don't stop listening. But come on, you guys, you guys know. But I won't tell you the rest because I know there are a couple of cool things happen on the show, but I won't mention it. Uh, obviously, watch it on the cock. And uh, we do have uh, we do have a show coming up here in Connecticut in about a month, month and a half. NXT Deadline. <laughs> Technically, the last w, uh, WWE slash NXT show of the calendar year um, on Friday night on a Saturday night, December 9th in uh, Bridgeport. I will be there. Um, uh, but after Survivor Series, I don't think WWE has a show until the Rumble. As a matter of fact, uh, NXT, uh, not NXT, uh, AEW is actually doing a show uh, New Year's weekend. I forgot the name of it. I'll have to look it up. But it's on, I know that it's Saturday, December 30th out on Long Island at the Nassau, I think it's Nassau Coliseum. I don't think it's the Islanders building, the new place. I think it's Nassau. Let me look. Let's see. A-E-Dub. I think there's a couple of streaming shows left for for Impact, but obviously their next big show is Hard Kill, and that's where they will officially rebrand to uh, back to uh, back to um, TNA. Uh, Let's see. When is this? When is their show? Um, here we go. It is, um, well, obviously Full Gear is in two weeks, the 18th, in out in Inglewood at the old Forum. Uh, here it is. It's called World's End. So AEW is doing a show on Saturday, December 30th, out at Nassau Coliseum. Um, and it's called World's End. Um... They're having a hard time drawing lately. Well, we're going to talk about this on main event, but a couple of AEW is is in a in a pickle for a couple of reasons. Number one, three of their biggest stars are all hurt. Adam Cole's hurt, Brian Danielson's hurt, and John Moxley's hurt. They all got hurt, and I think that's because AEW's got to start amping back their wrestling style because they're just way too foot on the gas. And uh, I think they're burning their guys out and guys are getting hurt. Number two. um, And you may disagree with this, but that's okay. W, uh, of course, the big story that AEW this week, they they signed Ric Flair. Flair is being paid by the fucking energy drink or whatever. Um, But the problem is with a lot of fans is they find it a bit of a hypocrisy. Tony Khan goes on Twitter and blasts Vince for his misde- misdeeds. What are you doing over there? Sound like you're doing James Mitchell's Coke. Um, uh, no, I got all I of the, all of a sudden. I think you're doing James Mitchell's Coke. Are you going against the CW? Are you cutting lines with the CW? Oh, Lord. Um, so he signed, and, you know, Tony Khan goes on Twitter because he's pissed off, and he starts bashing Vince about his misdeeds and all this shit. Meanwhile, let's be honest, Ric Flair's rep lately is not the greatest. Um, they were going to, AEW was going to sign Flair earlier in the year, but then um, that Dark Side of the Ring came out about the plane ride from hell, and clearly Flair did more on that flight than than was originally 
told. And now here he is back. So a lot of people think Tony Khan's a hypocrite. He likes to sit here and trash Vince for, and Vince deserves to be trashed. That's not the point. The point is, you're sitting here bashing WWE for their chairman being a, a scumbag, and here you are signing a guy whose rep, as much as I love Rick to death, is not the best at the moment. And his doctor cleared him to wrestle, which, of course, has also made people insane because that's stupid. <laughs> so it is. That's why. Uh, you know, he's just going to ruin his legacy. I know that they were saying that about Hogan at one point. But at least, you know, Hogan has stayed away from wrestling and, you know, whatever. But come on, Rick. That match that he, his last match was awful. Yeah. I mean, the guy is 75 years old. It should be awful. <laughs> I mean. Um, give it up already. Yeah. yeah. You're tainting that match with Shawn Michaels every time you do stuff like this. Yep. I agree. So, and he um, will fuck ourselves. So, I mean, <laughs> at this point, it's like, what's that? Like, and he tell us to go fuck ourselves. So he's going to do what he's going to do. And that's it. So, well, he wants, he wants to wipe his ass, his legacy. Then so be it. He's an idiot. Why Rick? Why? Can't you just be happy? Anyway. I mean, I don't know. listen, if he wants to go to AEW and, you know, do non-wrestling roles whatever that's that's his deal yeah i'm fine with that it's it's a good way it's a good thing for for you know to to finish sting's legacy but but why do you gotta wrestle rick why do you gotta wrestle yeah i don't don't think that's good for your your company Uh, who knows what tony Khan would do these days now who knows what any of these promoters would do like I never thought that Billy would do something stupid that he did on, on the pay per view. So, right, go figure. Um, yep, exactly. That'll do it for this week's episode of the weekend special. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next weekend uh, with a new episode. We will recap this coming Tuesday's power if it's not a, a clip show or if it's not just more pay per view matches. If it's an actual power, which it might be because I think they did tapings. They did tapings right after the show. In Nashville. So we, I think we're going to get a fresh power um, this Tuesday. So we'll take a look at what happened this past week on Impact. Started, I think they started typing today, actually. Today. So um, so we'll probably have a fresh power this Tuesday. So um, we'll take a look at how Impact did this week with their new, you know, with their, up with their episode and uh, any other uh, things that strike our fancy. So uh, check out everything on our feed, the PTB Wrestling Network. Um, we have a new episode of the place to be podcast. We're a week late with Halloween, but we have a special hot. We have our, I think it's our 13th or 12th annual, depending on your, how you word it, uh, Halloween special. Um, we did something a little different than we do in the past. So check it out. So that'll be this coming Monday. Um, bunch of other great stuff as well. Check out, uh, uh, the shows from our good friend, Luke Jennings, uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday was the newest episode of the Memphis continental wrestling cast. Later today, if you're listening to this on Sunday, he's doing a special two-parter uh, look back at WrestleMania 7. So check that out. Uh, also, um, a new episode of Starflation. Our good man, the Kettle Man, Callum McDougal. And on Monday, tomorrow, a new episode of Hamburg All-Stars, where he goes back to the 
the old Hamburg, uh, you know, Kevin Kelly's favorite building there, and the uh, WWF television. I think the episode's from sometime in 1976. So that should be fun. So check that out this week and all the other great stuff. We'll have a new episode of Main Event, as I mentioned, at the end of the week as well. So you can follow me and uh, Doctor on Twitter. We've given you our handles, but please check the brand. At PTBN Wrestling, we do the... Um, we do the uh, um, the uh, wrestling time travel. And also check out the Place to Be Facebook group page. I'm putting a new poll up uh, because it is time to vote what you would like Greg Diener and I to watch on the November episode of Wrestle Tracks. Um, it's going to be a show from 1987 to coincide with uh, the guys on – it was a thing on TV doing a show about the 87 87- – uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Their show's very, very unique. Very unique. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, so there'll be a poll up to decide. It's going to be two shows. I think you kind of know what two shows I'm talking about. And uh, you'll get a week to vote. And then whatever show wins, Greg and I will do for the November episode of Wrestle Tracks. So there you go. There you go. Have a great week, everybody. Um,. Well, our show will air next week after Veterans Day, so uh, happy Veterans Day. Can I say that? Yeah. Happy Veterans Day to all those who are still with us that sacrificed um, for our freedoms. Uh, So happy Veterans Day there. And don't forget to vote on Election Day, Tuesday, wherever you live. I think it's local elections. Some states, I think, have governors, not here. I don't think you and I are voting for governor. No. I think ours is mayor and all town councils and all that kind of crap. But exercise your right to vote. It's one of the things those veterans did for us was to give us the right to vote. Anyway, enough civics. Have a great week. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Ciao. Ciao. It's getting near dawn. When lights close the tired eyes. I'll soon be with you, my love.
my love. 